This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, let's get ready to rumble because it's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95 Radio. If you're listening in your car, like Tanya, for example, if you're on the Instagram Live, like Benoit, Spicy and Florin in New York, shout out to everyone who is tuned in and hope you're having an incredible day as it is episode 299 and we've got a lot of things to talk about today. Pacquiao, Ara, you heard about Pacquiao losing. It's crazy, huh? Manny Pacquiao lost in a boxing fight recently and it wasn't supposed to be his fight. The UAE national team, women's football team, smash Malaysia 5-1 in a friendly as they prepare for the AFC qualifiers. We're talking about that too. I'm a little bit biased with that and we know why. But also, Liverpool to win the league. You're thinking he's crazy. Well, I'll tell you why. Right after the break, here's some WizKid Essence audio. Mustafa, I know you're tuning in from the gym, so enjoy this tune on your workout. Here we go, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in on the Instagram live and at Omar, I was going to say at OmarDury.com, at Pulse95Radio.com. You can check out that website as well, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but we are talking sports today and we're going to be starting off um, with a couple of things actually, some very, very cool stuff happening. Now everyone's been talking about, with the focus being on the big spenders, okay, um, the spotlight has been on the, the former Champions League winners, for example, signing Lukaku. Manchester City signing Grealish, you know, Manchester United signing Varane and Sancho. But how about if I flipped the script and told you that Liverpool are going to win the league? Yeah, I thought you would say that because here's my my, my thought on Liverpool. Everyone's sleeping on Liverpool at the moment. No one really thinks Liverpool are going to be doing much. But I actually think they have a very good chance of winning the league. Now, let me back that up with stats, though, because it's all good talking about it. But when Liverpool actually restore their defensive lineup and I'm talking about your Allison, Trent, Van Dijk and now obviously Matip being back you've also got Gomez and you have the new signing Konate plus Robertson although the the left back I never say his name Tisiki Mas or something the left back's been outstanding but Robertson's back in training and when you look at that back five that back five actually did some incredible things when they were all together they played 38 matches 32 wins, only 3 losses, 15 clean sheets and 33 goals conceded. Now we all know about the attacking prowess of Liverpool and we have obviously spoken about how good they've been in attack. Last season however they didn't have obviously the main man Van Dijk which changed their whole season on 60, um, well they, they, they conceded 42 goals 
And even though they still had 12 clean sheets, they lost nine games. <clears throat> so a lot of people kind of thought, oh, you know, they're definitely not going to make it. Then they lost Gigi Wijnaldum. But here's the thing. When you underestimate a team like that with a manager and a coach that actually has a lot of faith and a lot of trust in his players, there's no surprise that they may have not purchased the players they've wanted. I'm talking about the big value players. But however, what I will say is with Van Dijk back and Robertson obviously back in training, that in itself has a lot to say for it. Then you've got Henderson who plays in there. If you just looked at the front three, now think about this for a second. If you looked at the front three for Liverpool, could we not argue that that's the best front three in the Premier League? Think about that as well. Because if you look at Manchester City, yes, you've got Grealish and you've got Sterling if he plays, um, Foden, De Bruyne, although De Bruyne doesn't play up, up top, Jesus. But I wouldn't say they're better than Salah, Mane and Firmino or Jota. Then you look at Chelsea. Now, obviously, with Lukaku coming in there, that's pretty strong. Lukaku, Werner, Kai Havertz and Pulisic. Again, the argument still goes for Liverpool. United, you got Sancho, Cavani, and probably Rashford, maybe Greenwood. Again, I'm playing about with the front three is all I'm talking about right now. So is there a better front three than Liverpool? Now, with their defence intact, and if they don't get any injuries, that's another argument to have a very, very solid, solid front three. Again, compared to the others, compared to your Manchester City's, your Manchester United, your Chelsea's, you know, in there. Now we're talking about a solid, solid outfit. Harvey Elliott. They're not scared to mix youth with experience. He's been on the cards. He went on loan to Blackburn last year. And still, you could see there is something special in that boy in the way he plays. The focus is the league. I get this feeling from Liverpool that the focus will be strictly on the league. So when I'm looking at that, I'm already thinking that that might be what Klopp has in mind, knowing that his eggs won't all be in one basket, maybe like a match City and try and go for the Champions League. Then you think about players who haven't really hit the heights, who could be and were very highly rated. Naby Caters of this world. James Milner, you can't always overlook the guy. He's been outstanding for Liverpool as a squad player. Shakiri still to come in as well, who again at the Euros has a great Euros every time he represents his country. So that tells you, now when you're looking at all that, Liverpool could win the league. People are going to be shouting at me right now and saying, Manchester City, Chelsea, Manchester United. But that's how Liverpool win the league. If they stay fit, and they don't get these big injuries. And again, I know everyone can say that, but when you think about Alisson, can you match him up to anyone else? Who's there up with him? Edison. So that's already those two. Then you look at the back four. Again, if they all stay fit, there's actually a couple of players now that can fit in that centre-back. Then you look at the middle three. And if Harvey Elliott does establish his place, place along with Fabinho as well, who's, who's been very, very important for Klopp, Naby Keita, Henderson, Milner, you know, the hard workers that will enable the front three to have that creativity. Is there a better false number nine? And nowadays, by the way, the trend is being a false number nine. Is there a better false number nine than Firmino? You've heard Klopp say that that is his number one pick on his team sheet every single time. Mohamed Salah, no matter what kind of season he has, he always hits the heights that are borderline great. So everyone thinks, oh, but he's had a bad season and he's still their top scorer. Sadio Mane, again, a lot of people looking past him. 
Diego Jota has to be one of the most effective signings that Klopp has made over the last couple of years, especially looking at someone that came from Wolves that probably thought he wouldn't start that much. But every time he started, he's either scored or assisted or come off the bench to make an impact. So in terms of making an impact, Diego Jota's up there. And that's why I think Liverpool could win the league. Now, text me on 4215 and let me know who you think is going to win the league and whether you, having thought about it now, Liverpool have a chance, huh? All right, enjoy this. Here's some Burner Boy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. And speaking about local, I think you guys know very well by now that um, there's a very close affiliation with myself and the UAE football national team, men's and women's. However, I had the uh, honor of being part of their coaching staff for a couple of years. And so I have a deal praise for them in my heart. Now, what's happening with them at the moment is they are actually um, getting themselves ready for the AFC qualifiers. Now, it seems to be something that I've seen grow over the last 10 years. And I think uh, Coach Hurriya Tahiri has a lot uh, to t- you know, t- to be responsible for that. She's someone that has, uh, has elevated the women's game <clears throat> massively and definitely representing uh, as one of the top coaches uh, in the region at the moment. And what's good about this is just yesterday they, uh, they, were, they were competing because they're getting themselves ready. And uh, they were competing against the Maldives, which was, again, you know, we, we try to keep a close eye on these things, but really it's tough now because of the, uh, you know, the social distancing and, and, you know, not being able to attend games as normal, etc. However, um, very, very happy for, for them that they won yesterday, 5-1. And I'm happy because also, you know, obviously when, when, you're, when you're there not long ago, you're, you, you get to have a close affiliation with the players. And um, one of our very own, uh, Arij Al-Hamadi got her first goal yesterday. I was reading actually the uh, the updates on uh, Khalid Times and uh, they were talking about uh, the UAE women's football team beat Maldives 5-1 ahead of the Asian qualifiers. So firstly, congratulations to Arij Hamadi. She's been on the show actually a couple of times. I'm trying to get her on for the hat-trick. Um, and, uh, and also... Uh, you know, the other day I was joking with Omnia about um, Leila, Leila uh, Muheri, who uh, who got a hat-trick yesterday. Uh, and Leila's that top, top player. And I was talking off-air about Leila. And Leila ha- happened to jump in the Instagram live at Omar Durin. Uh, and we were talking good stuff, of course, about her. She got a hat-trick yesterday, which is wicked. But I'm, even, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Erija Hamadi got her first goal. And, uh, and hopefully many more to come. Because um, she's a very, very down-to-earth person. Very, very good uh, footballer and someone that has also improved and developed immensely over you know the last 10 years and I, I, the thing is it's it's weird I think I've been in the UAE for 13 years now and I've seen these players and I've seen them grow and uh, it's amazing when you know when you when you just knuckle down and you put the hard work in and you try and work on yourself outside of the game as well mentally physically emotionally you try and get yourself always trying to improve 
you know, that's cool. Then, of course, one of my favorite footballers there, Naima Ibrahim. Uh, so that's five goals um, against the Maldives, which is which again is nice to see. They're going to play them again on Wednesday. Uh, but again, just looking at all that, you know, the 2022 Asian Cup will be held in three venues in India. Four teams have earned automatic berths. 2018 champions Japan, runners-up Australia, and third place China uh, and, and host India. 28 teams, including the UAE, will compete in the qualifying round to grab the remaining eight spots of the tournament. The qualifying matches will be held from September 16th to September 30th. Uh, you know, um, it's funny because earlier... Uh, our very own Christina was telling me, you know, Emirati Women's Day is coming up. Who would you like to 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 bring on the show? You know, halftime show. And I said, you know what, Haria Tahri. That's who I'd want to bring on because she represents uh, women's football in the UAE and has been someone who has helped elevate, you know, football in the women's game in the region. So that would be the request. So if she is listening right now, this is a shout out to you, sister. I hope. Uh, I hope uh, you know that we appreciate you here, you know, in the UAE. And of course, your players and your coaching staff um, are, are right behind you. Okay, so coming up next, we are going to be talking about the man, Manny Pacquiao. Ara, what happened, man? Manny Pacquiao loses in a fight that we did not expect. What does that mean for Manny now? Is he done? You think he's done? Ah, how can you say that, Ara? It's over. You want to come on the show and talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Manny Pacquiao looks like he might be retiring, I think. I can't hear you. <laughs> He's talking to me behind the glass. Uh, our very own R.R. is uh, obviously a Manny Pacquiao fan. And uh, and who isn't? But right now, is it time for him to... We normally say, you know, lace up your boots or hang up your gloves. I think it might be time. I think it might be time for him. And we were talking about that after the break. Here's some live for you, Snake Hips and Jess Glenn. This is the halftime show with Omar Maduri on Oh, he loves to fire that What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, we are back and shout out to Gabby who was just giving me a, a good idea of uh, what's happening in the Italian game. And uh, Omda just joined the room. Now, here's, here's one thing I wanted to talk about today. Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao. Um, I, I like to normally ask like the, the Filipino fans. Why? Because they're either really biased or really realistic. So Ara is like, he's done. Maria here is like, you know, um, she's like, he's still he's still in shape, but emotionally, I think he wants to focus on being a politician and a father to his family. That's pretty good as well. I like that. Um, Tanya's joined the room. Hello, Allah, Tanya. Hello, Allah. Arsalan, hello, coach. How are you doing, Arsalan? Nice to see you. Um, we were talking about football just before the break and, and shout out to the UAE for uh, winning 5-1. Really like the article that was on the, in the newspaper about that. And we were talking about, and Hamda, you missed this actually. Again, Hamda stopped me at the barbershop the other day and he was like, hey man, <laughs> he's like, you kill us with these questions on the radio, you know, you make us think. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> he's, he actually, I haven't seen anyone stand next to me for a good 40 minutes and be engaged so that that's why I do what I do and thank you very much Hamza for that um, amazing conversation we had at the barbershop <laughs> shout out to Hashim as well um, Manny Pacquiao apologizes to fans and ponders his future after shock defeat to Jordanis Ugas 
uh, Manny Pacquiao was supposed to fight Errol Spence. And that was supposed to be on August 10th. Uh, he then drafted a late replacement, which was the Miami-based Cuban, uh, Jordinas Ugas, in Las Vegas. Ugas 35 frustrated Pacquiao with his jab throughout and really dominated with his jab. A lot of people, you know, often, I don't think the, the, the boxing purist overlooks the jab, but I think a lot of people who are new to the sport probably think, no, I just want to knock him out. And I think this is a cl- classic example of how you can do that with your jab. And with that jab, it took him to honors in all three cards, 115 to 113, 116 to 112, and 116 to 112 as well from all the judges in front of 17,438 supporters at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, you can imagine the crowd would have been pro Pacquiao. And I was just looking at this now. He's 42 years old. And this is, this is the thing for me, you know, I, I, I look at that and I think, that's why when people tell me, oh, he's done, he's done. He threw 815 punches, 815 punches. But the problem with that, it wasn't the fact how many punches he threw. The problem was that is how many landed. And, and 130 was how many he landed throughout that fight. So no complaints about the verdict. Um, afterwards, he said that. And he said, I don't know. He said afterwards, after being asked if I was going to retire while also sending a message to the fans that hinted at a goodbye, I need to relax and make a decision about my future. I'm so thankful to the fans for coming here to witness the fight. I'm really, really appreciative of your effort to come here in spite of the pandemic. And I'm sorry that we lost tonight, but you know, I did my best, but my best wasn't good enough. I apologize. No excuses. I want to fight for the title in the ring. And tonight the champion is named Ugas. Pacquiao must now decide whether it's time to call it, it call it quits and retire and become the only man to win world titles in eight divisions. His record stands at 62 wins, eight defeats and two draws. And that's where I stand with Manny Pacquiao. You know, I think he he probably embodies the fact that you can be a good guy and still be, you know, in a, in a sport like boxing. And boxing is a science and it's something that a lot of people look at. And, and that's why we spend so much time drilling techniques, trying to learn something new, angles, footwork, patterns. There's so many things to it. It's not just a sport where the biggest wins or the most aggressive wins. It, it has a lot of skill and it requires a lot of boxing intelligence. The IQ that you have to have to be in the ring to be able to uh, defeat your opponent and outwit your opponent is very, very important. And that's why when people put the practice in, you kind of see, you know, some Hashem asked me today uh, at the barbershop again, we're bigging up this barbershop, but Hashem asked me today, he's like, you know, what do you think of Mayweather? And I said to him, he's, he's one of the smartest boxers I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, really? And I think because of Mayweather's personality and because of what he does to sell fights and, and maybe he's, you know, he, his personality is out there and, and, and he shows what he has, etc., which might not be everyone's cup of tea. Intelligence-wise, there's not many smarter. And that's why he has the undefeated record. Now, I didn't say he's the best fighter, in my opinion. I just said he's the smartest fighter. And that gives you something to think about. Uh, shout out to Anita as well. We love Anita and uh, Andre. 
Uh, Sid is in the building as well. Wadel, uh, Wadel Sir is in the building. Saad is in the building. And everyone else. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, okay, Lots of Boys Did It Again is coming up next. And then we're going to be talking about a fight that broke out in sport and taking all your questions on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Lots of Boys Did It Again. This is the halftime show. With Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Man, if I don't tell you what happens <laughs> during the break, this this gets serious. This really does get serious. We had a conversation. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to ruin it. You have to be on the Instagram live to see what we do um, during the break. But it was a very much heated debate. And it was amongst all presenters and staff talking about star signs. Now, <laughs> coming up next, we do have the afternoon karak. And it's only right that I, uh, I get the man, w- one half of the dream team, Mr. Mikhail Atiyah. Mr. Mikhail Atiyah, welcome. Hey, hey, it's nice to be on the show. It's been a while. Uh, what, what, what are these uh, allegations uh, the cookie uh, monster herself is, is saying about you? Uh? It's, a, it's a battle of the zodiacs, I suppose. You know, you, you want to defend uh, the month that you're born in. And, uh, you know, of course you want to you want to flex. You want to show off your sign as being the best one from uh, among all the others. There, there were some heavy allegations. There, there were some heavy, heavy allegations. Um, <laughs> but as a Scorpio, you know, uh, we, we, we're very secretive. We don't we don't usually reveal our tactics. Is that right? Yeah, we're kind of we keep things on the low key. <laughs> <laughs> She's there in the background just going, no way, no <laughs> Wait, uh, what's coming on on your show today? Oh boy, we're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, talking about Disney Plus, you, you remember? Was there ever a time? I'm sure you did this. You've watched Home Alone, oh. probably more than once. Of course. Okay, so there's an announcement happening that Disney Plus is working on a new Home Alone. Yeah. Now, how does that See, make you feel? Please don't. No. No. Exactly. Don't do it. Don't ruin it. Switch your phone off. There we go. <laughs> I'll throw it out the window. Throw out the thing. Please, you can't reinvent a Macaulay Culkin yes. home alone. You're right. I won't watch it. It's 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 hard because it's it's such a timeless classic. You can't recreate that magic, that wonder that was that first film. I'm upset. I, I am too, which is why later this hour we're gonna express that upsetness You're gonna tell on us. the show. You're gonna yes. tell us like how you really feel how i really feel but i i have this like wishful thinking and i hope that mcclucky himself could do like a little cameo of some kind if he was maybe the father and now his kid is home alone and uh, you're gonna have to tune into the show to find out but can i ask you like not a spoiler alert but does the other half see it from where you see it um I, I don't know to be honest. That's okay. that's the part of the show is that there you know usually we find out th- things about ourselves. Right. Right there live on radio. Okay. So I don't know how she's going to react. But I get the feeling maybe she she does express similar issues as well. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I'm always I'm always down for some improv reactions. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um I want to actually uh, ask you something now again coming from a, a different background completely. I want to see your opinion on this. 
there was something that happened uh, very late last night in one of the France matches. Okay, um, I want you, I want you to approach from a from a humanitarian point of view. You're an athlete. You're about to take a corner, and fans are throwing. Now, fans are allowed back in the stadiums. Bear in mind. Okay. Fans are throwing things from the opposing team at this athlete, like okay. water bottles and everything. Yeah. They are shouting all sorts of racist abuse and everything. Mm-hmm. He reacts. He grabs the water bottle and flings it back into... Yikes. Yeah. Now, that's not it. Now, they break down the boarding and run on the pitch. Whoa. Yes, yes. This okay. was this happened yesterday uh, between, uh, I think it's Marseille and Nice, I think. Marseille and Nice? I think so. Hopefully, he didn't get hurt. Well, this is the thing. As soon as he flung it back in, fans had broken onto the stadium, went down, attacked the players. Oh, no. The match got abandoned. And right now, it's topic of conversation everywhere. Fans should not be abusing footballers, period. Athletes, humans. Yes, you're right. But it happens, unfortunately. We're trying to break it down, obviously, and we're trying to stop it from happening in society. It's happened. Um, I'm going to have to talk about this on the show. We've got 20 seconds left before the other end. Oh, but quickly, is what? he right or wrong? Um, yes, he's right. He should do it. To retaliate? My opinion, yes. The, the, the crowd shouldn't treat him that way. There should be good sportsmanship on the field as well as uh, outside as the audience. There you heard it. Coming up is the other. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.